0: This is Karen Kelly, and you're listening to An Appetite for Life. There's a great mix on this show, with various topics, amazing guests, and the occasional celebrity guest. So in this series, we're going to be talking about how lockdown has been affecting businesses. You may recall, I did do a very similar series last April during the first lockdown, but who would have thought almost a year later, we're now in lockdown three. And one of the main industries that has been hit really hard is the hospitality industry. So I'm talking today to the owner of a fabulous guest house in Colwyn Bay. Please welcome Tracy Tullman of Bryn Woodlands House. So welcome, Tracy. It's great to meet you today.
1: Hi, thanks for the invite, Karen.
0: Oh, it's lovely to have you here today. So tell us about your beautiful boutique guest house.
1: Um, Well we've got nine individually decorated rooms. We're in Colwyn Bay, North Wales and um, we have a large breakfast room so it's good and proving very good right now because we can socially distance everyone in, in the restaurant and we one thing that has changed because of all of this is that we we now take time slots for breakfast whereas it used to be not a free for all as such but it was like just come down when you're ready for breakfast
0: yeah there's a normal um, guest house that's what we used to, that's what we used to do isn't yeah, come it come a down when you're ready. time ago i can't remember
1: <laughs> it does feel a bit weird i'll be honest rattling around in this place but it's an old victorian property and it's um we do get holiday um leisure guests as well as business guests um throughout the year normally but uh, yeah things are all a little bit different but but we love it and we've spent a lot of time decorating while we've been in lockdown
0: <laughs> oh that's good that's good so i know we're in lockdown three and of course the hospitality industry really affected as many industries yeah. um but that's kind of our go-to isn't it our escape when we want to go out to the pubs and clubs and restaurants and and hotels bed and breakfast and things so let's go back then to March last year um, when it was clear maybe that Covid was taking effect It was kind of uh, just towards the end of March wasn't it 16th 18th of March that kind of thing yeah um and the hotels actually, you know, obviously had to close. So, what was going through your mind when you when you first heard that from Boris on the news? Um, you couldn't believe it, could you?
1: No, it would. It, to be to be honest, we were both a bit dumbstruck. We were both a bit like, "Is this for real? Are we?" like the season was just about to start coming into the end of march coming into easter um it's usually like your january february beginning of march time as you build up you slowly build up to like you're you're being busy almost, Yeah. Um and um and then it was just like well no you can't you can't stay so we had some guests that week with us and they were like well do we stay or do we go and well as far as we're concerned stay and only yeah. in for a couple of nights and then and then check out but then it literally the day that it happened or the day after it was it was just like a domino effect um cancellation after cancellation after cancellation and almost a year's worth of bookings just cancelled within a couple of days terrible it, terrible it was it was shocking it was like what do we do? Yeah. <laughs> you know, head, head in
0: hands. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Which way do we turn? And this was going to be your year, wasn't it? 2020 yeah. was going to be your year. You kind of got yourself together. You knew which direction you were going to go into and then it all came to a, a sudden kind of end didn't it
1: yeah yeah it was sort of the first year that I'd, i started trying to put a business strategy in in place to um because we want to purchase the property the property itself is not ours yeah we everything internally is is all ours the business and everything else um and so this year was like our year or last year 2020 was our year to sort of like start building up that deposit uh and everything else and of course all the savings that we did have to go towards that deposit have now you know been used yeah just to of course survive.
0: Yeah. So, of course, everything had come to an end. You've got no guess guess in. You had to cancel them all. And they, of course, were cancelling as well. So what happened next? I mean, was there any kind of direct guidance sent to yourselves and people in that industry? Or were you kind of just watching the news every five minutes, waiting on an update? Were you given some kind of instruction?
1: No, nothing no. at all. No. We Terrible. we got everything the same as everyone else, just through through the news. Yeah, um, it it was like wading yourself through mud, trying to go through the the government websites of what you can, what you can't do. I mean, it was very clear we couldn't take guests, um, and then um, because obviously health services and things like that, we we said well we'll stay open for any key workers that that might need it, um, and and we luckily got. Um, got contacted by our local council to ask would we consider staying open um, for any key workers or essential workers. Um, And that said, we we said, yes, um, we were thinking of that anyway. And he said, well, that's good then, because we will have to give you a license. So we had to have a license to do that. Um, So when
0: was that then? When did the council contact you? So March, you had to, you know, close down as such. How long did you have to wait before? You know the key workers started staying with you was it more towards the summertime, or was it in yeah. between yeah
1: it was it was more going into sort of like april may time before we started having any any guests actually staying with us prior to that we were just um yeah in limbo really not really knowing what we could or couldn't do how far we could travel um and just thinking is that it because we live here as well we live on site it's not just our business it's our home, it's your home as, well. as well yeah Um, So it was a little bit like, well, what's going to happen? Who do we turn to? What what do we ask? And all these groups popped up on Facebook or come and chat here and come and chat there. And it became very overwhelming in the first few weeks.
0: It's had on had an effect on everybody's mental health. So in between then when you closed down and you obviously didn't realise at the time the council were going to contact you to, to help out key workers, how was your mental health? What were you thinking? What or what were you thinking about the future as such and, and what was going to become of your business?
1: To be honest, we didn't know. Um we we I mentioned about decorating, we just put our heads down and got into decorating. Um, and um, we um, I started going live every day on Facebook. Brilliant. um every morning and just chatting it helped me um, just sort of be me and, and be put out there and, and sort of tell people what I was going through. and you know we're all going through this together, so let's chat and let's have a you know and so it helped helped me knowing that I could help at least one person by doing my lives. Um, they yeah. started as videos um, and then I just, oh well, I might as well go live, so I did.
0: <laughs> what were you saying to people on these lives? What were you, were you talking about your key workers or just what had happened?
1: Just, just rambling really, but telling them about where I live, where we are, um, North Wales, how nice it is and how grateful that I was that I was able to go and walk and I discovered woods and new walks and things like that. And that really, really helped it. Um, having having the dog um really helped i think if i didn't have the dog i probably would have wanted to sit in a corner to be fair
0: yeah yeah, like many happy. people probably have which is acceptable i think at this moment in time isn't it and certainly over the yeah. last 10 months so yes yeah, so and you um inherited a fur baby so how come you inherited your beautiful dog
1: um well we lost um uh, our mum um a well, it'd be three years ago uh, in a couple of months and um she'd only had him a year, bless her. And um so when we lost her, we came to live with me. Um, and beforehand I just used to just walk him around the block before I started work yeah. and um, and didn't really make the most of what I had around me. Um, one thing that I would say a lot of people have sort of have started to realise this with lockdown was it helped me discover where I live. Yeah, um, we've only been beautiful, here, um, beautiful area. Yeah, we've only been here five, six years. Next, next month, um, and um, not really discovered outside of the sort of surrounding area because when you run a guest house, you've no time, you can, is there? <laughs> you get up to do breakfast, you do breakfast, clean rooms. Um, everybody goes out for the day. Um, you sit down for a cuppa and before you know it, your new guests are checking in. And yeah, and so it's a bit like that normally. Um, one thing that it, the lockdown has done for me has made me realise what is on my doorstep yeah. um, and to make the most of it. And not everybody is is, is as lucky as we are. It's, it's gorgeous. I've got five minutes and I'm on the beach um, and it's... It, it, it's just—it's been amazing, really, to be able to discover that and, and just walk on the beach. At the moment, I'm walking on the in, on the beach in the pitch black.
0: <laughs> oh, are you in, in, <laughs> in the morning, <laughs> quite early? Yeah, of course. Well, spring will be here before we know it. Spring will be yeah, here. Yeah. So, um, your your dog. What kind of dog is he?
1: He's a Shorky, which a lot of people think he looks like a a, a Bichon, um because he's oh, got yeah. that colour in. But a shorty, it's cross between a Shih Tzu and a Yorkshire Terrier.
0: Ah, oh, so a small um, dog, so dog then. It's only so. Small yeah and it's funny isn't it because it's a lot of these um, a lot of social media images are going around with dogs hiding in the corner not another walk because of course everybody is taking their dog out for their hours exercise a day mine certainly is you know not again <laughs> not again please yeah it's so, a little bit
1: like that I, I, when when I was doing in in the in first lockdown i was actually getting up at like half past five because i just woke up and i thought oh sod it i'm going out and i'm just taking for a walk. i'll be out for two two hours and like you say, he's only a little dog so by yeah. the time we got back his little legs slept were. for the
0: rest of the day yeah <laughs> <laughs> so do you have key workers with you at the moment as well because obviously you we can't be not open to the general public but do you still have key workers
1: yeah we've got essential workers uh working at, or staying with us at the moment um we it's it's on and off it's not like um
0: not constant is such
1: um we we've got um we're quite lucky this week we've got about three three or four guests uh staying with us this week um and they're all sort of like either i t or uh, engineers uh, we've got um people from the rail as well um staying with us this week um because obviously those things still need to happen
0: um, of course yeah but so how does it work do they have to are they self-isolating then at your guest house as well are they because well, go home to their families how does it how does it work
1: well we they have to have a letter from their company that they that we take a copy of we have to also take a, a copy of their photo id so that if there is any um any transmission anywhere along the line they can be um tracked, yeah. as well as we have the um, the NHS QR code, so everybody can uh, register on that as soon as they come in as well. Um, But when they're within here, they're in their rooms, and the only time then that we see them again is when they come down for breakfast. And because we have got the large breakfast room and we're doing the set times, We don't have any more than two, at the moment, any more than two or three people in there at one time. And they're at opposite ends of the restaurant. We have the windows in our kitchen open, so there's fresh air coming through all the time. And the only time they take their masks off is when they're sat, obviously, having breakfast. I haven't got mine with me, but um, I have um, a, a plastic visor. Yeah. Um, that I wear so when I'm serving breakfast and, and things that's that's on and then I wear a mask when I'm cleaning the rooms as well but again with the rooms when I clean the rooms when they're staying over is I go in with my masks and my gloves on open all the windows first before I do anything else come out leave them a few minutes and then I go do the bins and the and the usual things but yeah they um, most of the guys that have been staying have told us that they get tested tested every day before they go on to site yeah um, so of course it, we would know straight away if there was um any transmission sort of
0: thing so basically yeah. then this has been kind of the light at the end of the tunnel for you hasn't it um a bit of money coming in again at yeah. least it's open um i know to key workers but so has this been kind of a constant drip for you since the summer or, or did you have some dry periods again
1: we've had some dry periods but summertime when we were allowed to open after the first lockdown we were rammed <laughs> i'm not not kidding you it was the busiest summer i think we've ever had yeah well um, i was going to ask
0: that question so after march it was kind of towards um june july, july time wasn't it so you were yeah. really busy again open to the general public I bet you thought brilliant we're on our way you know 2020 is back on again yeah and then of course then, another lockdown
1: yeah well, well wales were put into a firebreaker as well so expand
0: um, expand on that firebreaker what was what was involved in that to
1: be fair all all these different words
0: firebreaker circuit breaker they doesn't make them up they sound really trendy what was the firebreaker
1: well it was again essential travel only um only going to shops but at least shops could be open but it was um it was nobody could come into wales so unless you had a key letter worker or an essential letter you, you couldn't, you couldn't come into Wales. So the border was locked basically. Yeah. Um, and, um, but of course then that meant any other leisure guests that we had booked for September, all canceled again. Um, so um, from July to beginning of September, I can't remember when the, when the firebreaker date was, um, all the, if I'm honest, I said this morning, I feel like I'm still in 2019 Christmas <laughs> yeah. um, because it just doesn't seem to have changed.
0: No, nothing at all. <laughs>
1: um, but then yeah we so we then had another couple of months where it was quiet and then a few key workers in sort of october november and then december was just like well we we were just closed one and then i think wales we went into lockdown in wales in 19th of december and we've been in lockdown ever since
0: yeah i do remember there was um, a ban on alcohol wasn't there for a short time yes and that must have been difficult for some guests, was it or not? Because I remember we went, we went for our wedding anniversary back in December. We went to a retail park in Wales um, and then we had lunch and I was so looking forward to a glass of wine and then I couldn't have one and I totally forgot. So I did feel the pain for those that do like the odd glass. So obviously you must sell alcohol with you being a guest house.
1: Um, we we don't sell it, so oh, okay. um, because we we're, we're just bed and breakfast as such, we don't have yeah. an evening meal. Oh, no so
0: evening meal. Right, We I don't have you.
1: a bar um, or anything. So, but people could go and get it from the shop and have it have it um, indoors but yeah it was a little bit weird when people were going out to eat when they were still allowed to go in somewhere to eat but to be honest a lot of the restaurants just decided to close because it just wasn't worth them. No
0: because a lot of it it, a lot of the money they make would have been on alcohol and wine and champagne and things wouldn't it so it's you know it takes up a bigger portion of the bill doesn't it?
1: Yeah it proved difficult because obviously then we have nowhere to send guests for something to eat so it was just takeaways and things like that so of course people are not going to want to stay away somewhere unless they really have to if that all they're going to have is a takeaway exactly um, yeah so it's it's been a bit difficult really to work out the the best Best way around it all,
0: to be fair. <laughs> so, how do you feel about the future, then, Tracy? What do you think the future holds? We really don't know when we're going to be out of this lockdown. Do with the talking after the half term. Schools are similar kind of time, aren't they? Give or take a week or two in February, but now there's talks of it moving maybe into March. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Um, it's a little bit scary right now. I'll be honest with you. We um, we are hoping. Uh, and we're putting it out to the universe that we're going to be open by Easter. Yeah. I'm not planning anything much sooner than that. I think I think it'll be a bonus if we're open in March. Um, but, uh, you know, there'll be a lot of people out there that'll be really, really worried about that and whether they are actually even going to be able to open when it comes to opening. At the moment, we're surviving, we're doing okay. And with the essential workers that we are getting, it, it's it's some little amount coming in it goes towards paying the rent and, exactly. and some of the bills um but we we've, we've been lucky with the grants uh we managed to even though we in the beginning we didn't really know where to go we've we've had a lot of guidance from north wales tourism since then um, and i've been in touch with business wales as well and they've given us a lot of guidance um and that was a couple of months ago a couple of months before christmas i got in touch with them and I was so grateful because I didn't know that they could help us. And yeah. Purely, I, I think I saw an advert on Facebook for Business Wales, and I just thought, do you know what? I'm just going to ring them and see what what they can What's do. And yeah. th- and they're a free service. So anybody who's in Wales, if you if you haven't had any guidance, I would definitely get in touch with Business Wales because um, they've really helped us to point us in the right direction. Yeah. And like I say, we've got the grants which have paid paid the rent so far.
0: <laughs> yeah, brilliant. And you know, obviously, that when you do open again to the general public, if someone's anything to go by, you're going to be fully booked again. And people are going to be desperate to get away. And Colwyn Bay is just beautiful, isn't it? So, where you are, are you in like a row of um, guest houses or you're, are you quite independent on your own? I'm just wondering if they're all, you know, are they all taking in key workers?
1: Um, no, where we're on our own, where we are, we're on, um, uh, it used to be a, a tree lined uh, street, but as the years go on, they've, they've gone. But it is called Woodland Road um, and it leads up to the woods, but we're just outside of town in colwyn bay and the beach is five minutes away but we're the only guest house probably now in colwyn bay um there is a another couple but as far as i'm aware most places even the travel lodges, closed at yeah. the moment um, yeah. and not taking in any key workers or essential workers
0: yeah it really has his, hit this industry bad hasn't it and i think that's that's what people are feeling the most not being able to escape just yeah. to go to the pub for lunch, Sunday lunch, or you know, in the beer garden with your families, or you know, a little weekend away. It's it's really been felt by everybody.
1: Yeah, just that that time away from your own normal four walls, um, I think is 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 affecting people now. I think I think the longer it's gone on, I think we all sort of thought. Oh, by Christmas, it'll all be sort of, we'll, we'll be a better way through it and we'll all yeah. have a better understanding. But I think with Christmas coming along and then still being in this same position, I think there'll be more people that are feeling it in the, in their minds and mentally than than there probably was at the end of summer.
0: Yeah, I think, definitely. I think
1: this, this third lockdown now will have affected a lot more people, more than people will think that they, they've been affected by it.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I think this one more than ever, thinking what again you're kidding me you know because you just don't know what's going to happen i mean the vaccine is a a light at the end of the tunnel isn't it but who knows it's all new it's all new
1: no exactly and i've like i've had my tears and i've had my ups and i i I try and be as positive as i can be um but some days you just you just don't want to feel like getting out of bed um and it if I didn't have the dog I probably would have stayed yeah. in bed a lot more than I have and because yeah. I, cause I have had the dog I've had to walk him so I've made the most of it and got out there and I've made a lot of new friends as well through Facebook and joining groups and things.
0: Yeah so tell us more about these groups were you doing some um, home help with these groups as well?
1: Oh uh, we did, um, I joined a, a team for Colwyn Bay that were making scrubs oh, That uh, was that it, was yes. and you did in them at
0: the, at the guest house didn't you?
1: Yeah, we it was um, we were sort of the the hub, as you would say. Brilliant. Um, so ev- everyone was dropping off donations of uh, sheets and bedding um, and uh, what they'd made. So it started off as just making scrub bags. Um, and then it soon became relevant that actual scrubs were needed. So we got a team, I think we had nearly 100 sowers at one stage, wow. that were making scrubs for the local uh, NHS community as well as care homes and care workers. So at one stage, our breakfast room, we even if we'd have been allowed to do breakfast, we couldn't have because it was just full of Taking family, over <laughs> bedding, <laughs> um we we got the fabric itself and um, we were cutting it and then uh, we had drivers that were taking it to people for them to then make it up into scrubs then we had a driver to collect it and, and bring it back, and it all sort of came back here. Um, I've met a wonderful lady called Magwen and um Lynette and Lucinda, they have been like my key key ones that have stayed in touch afterwards as well, they've been brilliant. Um, and I think we've sort of helped each other as well getting through all of this, yeah. and the community spirit with that, everybody that was involved was like, oh. I'm just so pleased I can be helping. So That's it,
0: isn't it? Yeah, something. just to get involved and be a part of it. I've been volunteering with the vaccine and I felt a million dollars just leaving the house, yeah. giving back something to the community. I felt amazing doing it. It's really rewarding, isn't it?
1: It was. It the, the, Basically, it was just a, a shout out on a Facebook post and, and I said, yeah, thinking I was going to be sewing. Um, it ended up, I myself and Magwin and uh, Mark Simpson were... Um, coordinators of the group so we basically we the orders were coming in what was needed and we were dishing it out to our little teams of of sowers and volunteers and everybody who who helped were amazing absolutely the work that came back in those scrubs was just amazing and
0: That's we brilliant. did
1: um i think we did a couple of sets when i say sets there were probably about 50 um for um I'll probably pronounce it wrong, but Bodle Withan uh, Hospital. Sounds um, right to
0: me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and um, for the care, uh, the cancer care unit. Yeah. Um, so we even helped them um, with them, because right at the beginning, they had no PPE, nobody had anything. and um, And so the masks, scrubs and the scrub bags literally were like a, Life lifesaver for them, they couldn't, uh, uh, sorry, the hats, the scrubs yeah. and the scrubs bags were a lifesaver for them because they couldn't wear the masks, the, the handmade masks obviously are not
0: NHS, Supplied, I yeah. remember
1: the word, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but they could use everything else. And the purpose of the bags was so they literally took all their clothes off, stuck it in the bag and it went yeah. in the washing machine altogether. I
0: remember all those going around here as well. And my mother-in-law was helping. I just thought it was just brilliant. It was every, everybody just wanted to get involved. Yeah. And there's one lady pumping out all these things from a caravan because that's the only place she had the space <laughs> and it was just marvelous but it oh, sounds tracy that even though at the time you were thinking oh my goodness everything's just you know coming to an end what does the future hold You need a big pat on the back and you should be so proud of yourself for what you have achieved and what you've done. You've given back to the community. You've opened up to the community so that you could help with the scrubs and everything. You're taking in key workers. I think the future is really bright for you. Brilliant. I think you've done a marvellous job. Marvellous job. So it's been great having you on the show today and sharing your story and I definitely want to come and visit your gorgeous boutique which is in Colwyn Bay. So how far are you from the beach then? Was it a few minutes walk did you say?
1: Yeah it's a, we're about five minutes walk from the beach and um, we have one room that you have a tiny tiny <laughs> sea view. Yeah, yeah
0: yeah it all it all contributes it doesn't matter. It does
1: it does it's got a bare window and if you look on a on a clear day you can just see the sea above the houses
0: <laughs> wonderful so if people want to come and visit you because hopefully come april april may time easter time you're going to back up and running again and you'll be fully booked so how can people book how can they get in contact with you give us all your website details and all your social media details well you
1: can find us just about everywhere on social media <laughs> um
0: we're
1: all um it, we're at Brimwoodlands House on Instagram and Facebook. We are on Twitter, but I'm not really all fair with Twitter yet. I'm still trying to get my head around that one. Yeah. Um, and uh, our website is www.brimwoodlandshouse.co.uk. And um, you can book direct through on the website as well. There is a booking link on there, or you can contact us through Facebook. Um, we We have Messenger on there as well, or just ring us directly and uh and we're happy to chat
0: brilliant so you're not open obviously for, um to general public to take bookings at the moment because you don't know when you're going to be open do you or are we, you taking we can, bookings we
1: can take bookings we have got some bookings coming in because most people are expecting it to be open yeah. <laughs> shall we say or being We've able got to everything
0: crossed everything crossed. Summertime
1: yeah um so we we can take bookings we're open to take bookings and um our cancellation policy at the moment it's normally 48 hours but obviously if anything happened then we're happy to move bookings um and and be as flexible as we can be the one thing that i would say if you're using an online travel agent it's not as easy as if you book direct direct Um, and is
0: there a deposit to pay tracy for for your but your booty no we
1: um if you book through our website at the moment yes there is still a deposit to pay but if you've paid a deposit and it has to move or whatever there's there's no quibble if it's anything to do with covid at all mm. um but if you rang us and booked with us then no there's no deposit at the
0: moment fantastic well it's been such a pleasure to meet you i wish you all the best in the future and i will definitely be coming to stay at your guest house sometime in the future
1: Well, we would love to welcome you, Karen. And our our motto is we're a home from home
0: and uh, we give everybody a warm cuddle when they arrive. Oh, I look forward to that. That's what I miss the most (laughs) is is contact with people. Contact. I'm looking forward to that lovely warm hug. (laughs) (laughs) Well, take care and I wish you all the best. Brilliant. Thank you, Karen. You've been listening to An Appetite for Life sponsored by Daybank House Dental Practice where happiness starts with a smile. If you are interested in any of my packages or wish to be a guest on this show then you can contact me via my social media pages Karen Kelly Podcast or send an email to at